The scriptures tell us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But why is that? What is that promise really talking about? Let's talk about that today on the THB Online Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to the THB Online Community Podcast. I'm Dallas, your media pastor here at The Healing Place, and we're so glad that you hit the play button today. Whether you listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, thank you so much for being part of our THP Online Community. In today's podcast, Pastor Scott's going to be talking about a very particular promise. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. It's a verse that's quoted many times when people are going through difficult situations. But what is the context of that verse? What's actually happening? Why is it that no weapon formed against you will prosper? We firmly believe in looking at the context of scriptures to understand how they actually apply to our lives. I really believe that this discussion today may change your viewpoint, not just on this message, but possibly in your day-to-day life. Today's message encourages you or challenges you. We want to invite you to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, just look for THP Shreveport, or you can email us at mediahub at thpshreveport.com. One last thing before we go in today's message, if you'll like more information about The Healing Place, or if you'd like to help support the ministry of The Healing Place, visit our website, thpshreveport.com. With all that being said, let's get into today's message. Hey there, everyone. Thank you for welcoming me to wherever you are today. Listen, I am so excited about today. I'm so excited about what God wants to speak to every single one of us today. Listen, I want you to open up your Bible to Isaiah chapter 54 today. Isaiah 54. Yes, the prophet Isaiah. We're going to get into some good, good stuff. And here's what I love about the book of Isaiah. Here's what I love about the prophet Isaiah is that Isaiah would speak to what was going on in their present life, but yet in the midst of all that, he would also speak about what was to come, and especially in the form of Jesus. He would would talk about their current situation, and then he would prophesy. He would prophesy about their current situation. They would prophesy about what was to come. He would prophesy about the suffering servant who was to come. We see that in Isaiah 53, and then we see the victorious one in Isaiah 55, come to me, all you who are thirsty. And in all of that, Isaiah's not just talking about where they are, but where they will be. And then he also takes it all the way forward to an eternal promise. So Isaiah uh, was complex, yet very simple in the way that he communicated and what he said was coming from God. And so we're going to be in Isaiah 54. Now, two weeks ago, our friend Steve Williams right here on campus, in the middle of his message on Sunday morning on campus, quoted Isaiah 54. And when he did, he just kind of stopped for a second. And he said, healing place, this is for you. Enlarge the tent, stretch out, expand your vision. The past is the past. Start to dream again. God is going to expand you. It was just like right in the middle of his message. He just quoted Isaiah 54, but then he said, healing place, this is for you. I feel like the Lord is saying this and enlarge and stretch and expand and the past is gone and dream again and God's gonna expand you. Here's what he didn't know. What he didn't know is that two weeks later, 
Isaiah 54 would be our promise. Isaiah 54, 17 would be our promise. So let's dig into what God is saying to us today. As always, we're gonna kind of deal with the promise, but then we're gonna take a look at the context of that. Now listen, sometimes when I come to you guys, I'm like verse by verse by verse by verse by verse, and it's like teaching, and then sometimes I come, it's super encouraging and building up today. Listen, I'm gonna use a word. I'm here to exhort you. I'm here to kind of awaken you today to what God is saying. This is gonna be maybe a little more like coachy, you know, coaching you um, and a little less teaching, but I'm a teacher at heart, so that's probably gonna come out a little bit. But let's look at this, Isaiah 54, 17. And the word of God says this, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's what the Lord says. Now, here's the context. Go all the way back. God delivers the Israelites from Pharaoh. They come out. They're walking in the wilderness. He divides the Red Sea. He brings them through the wilderness to the promised land. But Israel was not faithful to God. They continued to turn their back on God. Then they asked God for a king. We want a king. And so God grants that. And then all these kings begin to lead them into idolatry. And then Israel continues to sin against God. And then Israel was exiled because of their sin. So they're exiled because of their sin. And they become overrun and held captive by the Babylonians, all right? Everybody say that with me, Babylonians, okay? That's very key. They're held captive by the Babylonians. Now, Isaiah is prophesying to them about their present reality, but he's also speaking to them in Isaiah 54 about the promises of God in the midst of their reality. Sometimes we're so caught up in our present reality that we can't see by faith what God is doing in our everyday life. Listen, God is moving every day. God is speaking every day. God is doing something every single day, and he's just wanting us to get into the stream of what he's doing. So Isaiah is prophesying about their present reality, the promises of God in that reality, and then he's also talking to them about the result of God's faithfulness to his promise, which is what we find in this promise. What's the result of all the things we're about to talk about? No weapon formed against you will prosper, okay? So what lessons can we learn from Isaiah 54? All right, here's a lesson we can learn. Acknowledge your present reality. Acknowledge your present reality. So many times when people talk about faith, it's all about kind of like positive confession, almost denying your reality. It's almost like if you say 57 times that you're not sick, somehow you'll not be sick. Listen, if you're sick, acknowledge your present reality, but you don't have to sit in that sickness. You don't have to be hopeless in that sickness. Just acknowledge your present reality. Listen, one of the greatest ways that you can become debt-free, acknowledge your debt, right? Look at it. Take the lowest amount that you owe first and finish that. Why? Because it shows you you can finish something. You're not denying your reality. Listen, I have debt. And guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start right here. There's hope in the midst of this. And I'm going to finish this one. And when I finish this one, then I can know I can finish the next one. Acknowledge your present reality. Isaiah 54 explains the reality. Let's go to verse 1. 
Isaiah 54.1, sing, O barren. Okay, O barren. What does that mean, barren? Barrenness. Like acknowledge your reality, barrenness. That was equated to a woman who could not have children. Now, God is speaking here. The prophet Isaiah is speaking uh, from, the, from uh, the, the word of the Lord, and he's saying, sing, O barren. Acknowledge your barrenness. You're empty. There's no life coming from you. He's not just talking about a woman and birthing. He's also talking about Israel. He's talking about them in that form of a woman. Sing, O barren. You're empty. Acknowledge your barrenness. Okay? Acknowledge your present realities. Verse 4. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, right? Neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Fear, shame, disgrace, humiliation. The Bible calls it reproach. Like acknowledge where you're at. Do you have fear today? Do you feel shame for things you have done? Do you feel disgraced? Maybe, maybe people have seen you in the worst chapter of your life and judged you by that. Maybe you've been humiliated. Maybe you feel like you are a reproach to God. Listen, just acknowledge where you're at, your present reality. It is what it is. I know that's overused, but it is what it is. Then verse six says this, for the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, right? Forsaken and grieved in spirit, deserted, distressed, rejected, Do you feel distressed today? Do you feel deserted? Do you feel rejected? Do you feel isolated? Acknowledge your present realities. The prophet is acknowledging their condition, not just as an individual, but as a people. Acknowledge your present reality. Verse seven, for a mere moment, I have forsaken you. Abandon. Like just acknowledge it. I feel abandoned. And then in verse 11, he says, Oh, you afflicted one, tossed with tempests and not comforted. I will lay your stones and lay your foundations. Afflicted one, afflicted, storms, right? There is no comfort. There is no comfort. Acknowledge your present realities. Don't live in it. Don't despair in it, but acknowledge it. Listen, sin took Israel into isolation, and that's what the prophet is saying to them. Sin took Israel into isolation. There was no growth anymore, no dreams, no faith, hopelessness, fruitless. They were barren. They were empty. Listen, I don't know your present reality, good, bad, and different, but you do. Have you been faithful to God? Only you know that. Have you neglected your spiritual life? Maybe you're doing good, but maybe you still have faced some disgrace or shame. Maybe you're just weary of everything that's happened in the last year and a half. Maybe you're just weary. Maybe dreams are a thing of the past for you. Maybe you don't have visions anymore. Maybe you feel empty. Maybe your soul hurts. Maybe your body hurts. You have sickness that's come against your body. Listen, I have good news for you. Barrenness is not a permanent condition in the kingdom of God. Emptiness is not a permanent condition in the kingdom of God. You may be going through fire and flood at the same time, but God has not forgotten your present reality. God knows exactly where you are at. Acknowledge your present reality. Then here's something else we learn about Isaiah 54. Acknowledge God's promise for your reality. 
Acknowledge God's promise for your reality. Okay, now listen. For some of you, you're all alone. For some of you, you're around other people right now. Tell somebody near you or just tell yourself, give me some space I'm about to stretch. Come on, tell somebody. If you have nobody with you, say it in the chat right now. Give me some room I'm about to stretch. What happens when you stretch? You need some room, right? You need some room to stretch. For some of you, man, you wake up in the morning, the first thing that you do is you stretch and all the blood rushes to your head and then you get through stretch, uh, stretching and then all of a sudden you see the little sparkles. Does that ever happen to you? Like It's like, why is it? You're exerting, you're stretching, right? You're stretching. Give me some room, I'm about to stretch. Verse two and three. Enlarge the place of your tent. Now, God is saying this in the midst of all those present realities we just talked about. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Wait a second. How is that possible, God? We're barren. We're fruitless. We're in despair. We're deserted. We're abandoned. We're afflicted. There's no comfort. How in the world are you going to expand us? How in the world are we going to grow? How in the world are our children going to break what we feel like is a curse on our lives? The word of God in their present reality was enlarge and stretch. You will not be disgraced. You may feel that way, but you will not be disgraced. God says, I see your present reality, but I'm doing something you cannot see, and you can't even imagine what I am doing in your present reality. Listen, barren women were considered fruitless, a curse, a failure, But the Lord says this, and he says it to us today. You whose hope was dead, dreams darkened, eyes swollen with tears, rejoice. Burst into songs of praise and thanksgiving because your God, your God, not some God, not their God, your God, my God, a personal God, the Lord God of heaven has remembered you. And God says, I have plans to move you, to grow you, to prosper you, to bless you. That's what God says. Listen, no matter your condition, don't hold back. You are not useless and you are not a waste. God is not finished with you. Get back up and enlarge, stretch, and start growing again in the Lord. Begin to grow again in the Lord. So acknowledge your present realities. Don't deny it. You're where you are, period but acknowledge God's promise in your reality. What is God saying? What is God doing? And bring that into your present reality and begin to declare those things, begin to grow in those things. And then this, here's a nice question for us today. How do I acknowledge the promises of God when my present reality doesn't line up with the promise? How do I acknowledge the promise of God when my present reality doesn't line up with the promise? Well, we've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. Pause and reflect. Look in. Take a pause. Breathe for a second. Take a pause. Sit in the parking lot for an extra minute or two before you walk into your job place. Get up a little bit earlier and just pause. Before you go to bed at night, take a pause. 
Before you make a major decision, pause and reflect. And don't project it out to everyone else, but bring it back to you. And if you see things in your life that are not in line with God, what do you do? Repent. Come on, just say that with me. Repent. It's not a bad word. It's an amazing word. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful. Pause, reflect, repent. What do I do? How do I acknowledge the promises of God, Scott, when my present reality is not lining up with it? Believe. Verse one of Isaiah 54, what does the word say? Sing, O barren woman. I'm barren. I have no reason to sing. Are you kidding me? Singing is a sign of faith. Singing in troubles makes no sense in the natural present realities. There are no children. You are empty. And yet the Holy Spirit through the prophet Isaiah says to sing as though there are children everywhere. As, why? Because the Father declared children are coming. Your kids are going to inhabit nations. They're going to inhabit places that are uninhabited. Like I'm going to bless them. I'm going to multiply them. Because the Father said breakthrough is coming. The enemy says failure, disgrace, frustration. God says it is finished. You are not a disgrace. You are not a humiliation. You are not a frustration. You are my child. Like God brings it all back. So we pause and we, we reflect and then we believe. And then we stretch and we grow. Verse two, enlarge. Before we see growth on the outside, catch this. Before we see growth on the outside, we have to make room for it on the inside. See, we're only looking outside to grow, but growth starts by enlarging your capacity in here. If you're filled with everything of the world, distress and fear and anxiety and doubt and gossip and backbiting and slander and murderous thoughts and all these things, adultery in your heart, all these things, if you've got all that jammed in here, you are not making room. You are not enlarging your capacity for growth and stretching out there. You have to enlarge your capacity in here before you can enlarge out there. Before we see growth on the outside, we have to make room for it on the inside. You cannot see what God sees without enlarging your own capacity. Listen, Noah had to cut wood to build the ark. There had to be a faith. Abraham had to go to a land he did not know. Joseph went through exile and abuse and falsely accused and forgotten so he could provide for an entire nation and his own people during a famine. He didn't always see it. His present reality was, I'm in a pit. My brothers have sold me into slavery. I'm being sold to, to the enemies of God. Now I'm being um, put into a house and I'm under house arrest, but now it looks like I'm getting blessed, but now I'm thrown into prison because I'm falsely accused and now I've been forgotten by everybody. Like, God, what happened? Your promise was this, but I don't see it. But in all of it, Joseph kept believing God and kept seeing the promises of God. And because of that, God used him to provide for an entire nation and his own family to save them. Jesus had to give his life to give us eternal life. You have to enlarge your capacity in here before you can enlarge it out there. Jesus said this, 
You cannot put new wine into old wineskins. And what was he talking about? Well, a wineskin is a leather container. And when it gets old, it would become hard and rigid, not able to expand and grow. And I think you guys know where I'm going with this. If you put new wine in it, the wine expanded and the wineskin burst. Why? Because of old habits, old sin, old thoughts, old opinions, and old attitudes because those things will keep us fruitless and barren and upset and anxious and fearful and prideful and unable to stretch and grow. Here's our promise from last week, Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. There is always priority required. First. Come on, say that with me. First, not second, third, fourth, fifth. First, there's always priority required. Scott, I just don't seem to have time for God. Then make him a priority. Turn off the TV. Turn off social media. Scale back on the events that you're, in, that you're included in. Enlarge your capacity for God. Well, Scott, I can still believe and do all these things, but where is God? You believe, but where is God? What is God doing? What is God saying? Enlarge your capacity for God. Prayer, devotion, the word of God. Here's one that we don't think about. Flee evil. Prophesying what God is saying. Pausing to hear the Lord and to ask, what are you saying, Lord? And all this brings us to the promise this week. And the result, here's the result of acknowledging God's promise in our present reality. Remember, acknowledge our present reality, but then acknowledge the promises of God in the midst of that. Acknowledge the promises of God. Now, what's the result? In verse 1 of Isaiah 54, it said, Your barrenness, right? Sing, O barren. You who have not, break forth into singing. You have not labored but more are the children than the children of the married woman. What is that? Joy. What's the result of acknowledging your present reality but acknowledging the promises of God? Joy. You're going to get your joy back. Your barrenness is going to change. God says you may feel empty now, but I'm going to fill you. It may seem like that, that, that there's no multiplication coming out of your life, but I'm going to do that. And then the result of that is restoration in verse 6. God says, listen, I've called you and you feel forsaken and grieved. But like a youthful wife, when you were refused, says your God, for the Lord has called you. He has called you. He's going to restore you. He's going to reclaim. He's going to resurrect the broken pieces of our lives and make us new. Listen, stop living as if Jesus is still on the cross. Stop worshiping the Lord as if Jesus is still on the cross. He's not on the cross and he's not in the grave. The only way you can live in the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit is that Jesus is off the cross, he's out of the grave, and he's at the right hand of the Father, and now the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives in you. There is no new life if Jesus is still on the cross. Hear me. I am passionate about this. I'm not asking you to put anything in the chat. Get him off the cross. 
That's not what we do for Jesus. That's what Jesus did for everyone. That's the invitation. But his invitation didn't stop there. It says, now I am resurrected. And now my invitation is, what I did for you on the cross, that atonement, you can receive that. And now I invite you to walk in new life, not in your own power, but in the power of the same spirit that raised me from the dead. New life comes through the resurrection. Too many people say, oh, I believe in Jesus. Sure you do if he's still on the cross, but he's not. He wants us to live in resurrection power. And what happens then? What happens then is you begin to see the change. People see the change in you. People see the enlarging and the stretching and the growing and the faith and the belief. And they don't see the fear and the doubt and the anxiety and all these other things. They see growth because of what's happened on the inside. There's new life on the inside. And so the result of all these things, joy and restoration, but then here's our promise, protection. Isaiah 54, 17, let's read it again. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. No weapon. See, the weapons of our warfare, man, they're not fleshly or carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Because in Jesus, nothing can separate us from the love of God. In Christ, walking in the promises of God in our present reality, believing God for what's to come, but living in the power of what he has said right now in my present reality, nothing can separate me from the love of God. No weapon formed against me that the enemy tries to bring against me will prosper. Why? Because I don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. That in the power of the Holy Spirit, I can take every single thought captive to the subjection of Christ. And the enemy loses that battle every time. Listen, will you go ahead and believe and stretch yourself to believe the promises of God in your present reality? Would you do that today? It doesn't deny your present reality. It doesn't deny the challenges of our lives. It simply acknowledges them and yet says, listen, it's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Like I don't wrestle against flesh and blood in this, in this world, but against principalities. Why? Because I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I confess him. Because I took up my cross and I followed Jesus and now I can live in the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit in my life every single day. Prophet Isaiah acknowledged their present reality while bringing in the promise of God in their reality, not just for the future, but in that moment to bring hope, to bring healing, to bring faith. And again, I'll acknowledge today, I don't know where you're at, but you do, and so does God. And he's ready to meet you wherever you're at. And he's ready to bring you into a place where you can acknowledge what's going on in your life, yet go, you know what, Lord? I may not know how to fix all this, but you do. 
and I give my life to you. I'm submitting to you. I want to be obedient to you. I want your kingdom to come to my situation, which means I'm giving you lordship. I'm uh, your government. Lord, I'm bringing heaven to earth in this moment. I'm bringing the word of God into this moment right now. And I'm allowing the kingdom to flow through my present reality. And I'm going to declare faith. I'm going to declare the promises of God. I'm going to declare the works of God. I'm going to declare you to all the earth in the midst of my present reality. And I have faith, Lord, that not only are you going to answer now, but that which is to come is assured to me in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Listen, normally we pray at the end, and we're here ready to pray with you, but I think this whole thing is kind of something that's just led us. Some of it has even been a prayer. That God has spoken to us. He's, it's like this awakening. Awake, awake, awake. And I'm exhorting you and I'm coaching you today. Don't get sucked into your present realities. Lose hope. Don't let the enemy isolate you. Don't let your sin isolate you, but come out. Come out and acknowledge the promise of God in your present reality. And if you do that, joy is coming back. Restoration is coming to your house. Restoration is coming to your life. Resurrection power is coming to your life. Right? protection. No weapon formed against you will prosper in Jesus' name. Listen, we love you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Listen, send us some feedback, mediahub at thpshreveport.com. We want to pray with you. We want to hear what the Lord is doing in your heart and in your life. Man, we want to hear testimonies of how God is using you and what God is saying to you. And we want to be a part of that. Share that with us, mediahub at thpshreveport.com. May the Lord bless you and keep you.